All right. Welcome back to 3M Affairs Podcast. My name is Josh, and today we are talking about Winter's Tale, directed by Deborah Granick. I hope I pronounced her name right. Um, was that on purpose, or did you do that? No, that's totally purpose. That? Me trying to be official, you know? Well, no, but it's Winter's Bone. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Start over. Wait, what did I say? No, no, I... keep that in. You said Winter's oh, no, Tale. No, no, that's <laughs> staying in. That's staying in. Yeah, that you can't staying... cut that oh, out. God. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking cowards. <laughs> this instant coffee is not okay. Like, this is not okay coffee. I have... Anyway, we are be talking about Winter's Bone by Deborah Granick. <laughs> As part one oh, to our Lord. female cycle. Yeah, thank thank you. I, I'm Josh, here with my friends Caleb and Brandon. Um, hey. How are y'all What's doing? Up? It's a Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, well, it's a Saturday in the morning, but it's also the first day of the 29th year of our friend Brandon's life. Yay! Woo! Happy belated. Uh, yeah, I'm old. Thank you. I feel very old. And uh, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm pretty hungover. So... If I'm mumbly, I apologize. And uh, if I get super passionate about Winter's Tale, you know, just take the ride with me because it is quite the tale. <laughs> I can't believe I, I said that. I mean, that's that. cool, but eventually oh we'll have God. to bring it back to Winter's Bone. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of, by the way, yeah. I before and this is on me a hundred percent. Before we actually watched the movie, I conflated it one hundred percent with whatever the horror movie she like Jennifer Lawrence had done at the same time, like last house on the left or, or whatever it was. So I thought that that's what it was. I remember what it was called because yeah. it's got the dumbest, it had the dumbest trailer of all time. So the movie was called the house at the end of the street. Right. 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 Thank but, you. So like the trailer, the trailer had like it in just all red letters on a black background said hates. Right. And then it would like stretch out into that long ass title, and I was like, "This looks like fucking dumb," and it was. But then, so I think, I think <laughs> that came out around the same time as uh, Winter's Bone, so I can had always conflated those two movies. So I wasn't super stoked to watch it, and then I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, this is a completely different movie, and very good, and not at all what I thought it was." And yeah, so that was a fun ride. I started at a really low place, and then it was way better, and it made way more sense <laughs> that she got nominated for an Academy Award for it. That's like some random horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, no, that's really So, funny. yeah, as you can tell by me going on random tangents, I'm pretty hungover. And uh, <laughs> that's that's my Saturday. How is that How is that any different from how you usually are? I'm less self-aware or of it are right you, now, I'd say. Is that your secret <laughs> cap? Are you always hungover? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the drunk and incredible Hulk. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's only because like, I haven't done anything in three months four months really the first time i had anything to drink so oh yeah you guys are a little more strict than we are right now i think i mean in canada right yeah I, I, some people are, are doing you know whatever but but pretty much especially in toronto it's been pretty good everybody doing what they got to do and starting to open things up now so i mean actually yesterday it was announced uh we, just around toronto and ontario went into phase two which means that filming is starting so it's been a it's been oh, cool. an mm-hmm. interesting week with auditions and blah 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 all of that starting up, which is really nice. So hopefully, very cool. Yeah, fingers crossed. They keep saying that New York and LA are are doing that too, but I haven't. You know who knows? Well, I keep seeing about LA. Yeah, I haven't had the energy. But not New York. How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing okay. Um, it's you know just 
time really has lost all meaning. I'm I'm starting to like really. I've been going in like waves where it'll be like, I love having nothing to do but just be inside all day, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to go like start the world yeah. again, and then like, oh, you know, maybe not. Maybe uh, maybe you should just stay in here. And I but then with everything that's been going on, it's just like exhausting, and I'm definitely getting a little stir crazy, but. Uh, yeah, New York, uh, apparently, against all medical advice, is starting to open soon. So we'll see what happens there, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think, like, it's what's frustrating is that we did hit the marker to, like, start reopening. But as soon as we gave the go-ahead, people just aren't (laughs) doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, there are pictures of bars being open that, you know, people just congregating in the streets and having drinks. And it's... In New York? And especially, like, in the gay community. Yeah, like, around, you know, Hell's Kitchen and stuff. And... I was talking to my boss because I still have yet to get a text from work to see when I go back or if what my schedule will be if I do go back. But you, you've been there for a, a long time, right, Josh? Like, I don't mean to interrupt, but you should be good at, at work. Like you've been at the bar for a couple years now, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. They're definitely they're definitely rehiring mm. uh, everybody. Um, they're not going to fire anybody from this, but I still haven't heard anything. But then you see these bars around the city who are open where people can take to-go orders and drinks and they're getting with their friends you know, on the corner of 9th and 51st Street, 51st. Um, and it's just, it's very alarming and it's kind of crazy. And I texted my manager and he said, yeah, I saw that it's not worth losing a liquor license, you know, or, yeah, you know, because sure. even though it's to go orders, like you're still responsible for people like in the streets, you know, and yeah, they've like laxed the, the liquor law or whatever, because you can have to go containers now in New York City, but Still, it's you're still responsible for those people that you're giving drinks to, um, and we'll see. I don't know. I the world's going to shit a little bit. I didn't sleep last night because I kept playing scenarios of talking politics with my dad on Father's Day, but I won't. Obviously, it's Father's oh Day. I, oh. love my father. I do love my father, but that's heavy. But I just yeah. kind of went that's down this rabbit fun. hole yeah. <laughs> because I saw something my cousin posted on Facebook that contradicted something he posted on Instagram. And then I'm so confused because people are complex. You know what I mean? Like, I just went yeah. through this whole thing. I just got angry because it's like, you know, even let's say, you know, John Bolton's book comes out. I read it. I'm like, Dad, read this. It's by a reputable conservative, whatever. And he's saying this stuff. He'll just say, oh, he's doing it for money. That's all twisted. Like, it's I don't. I'm just assuming he'd say that. Dude, you you know? can't. Yeah, and, you can't win. And I'm just like, I got angry. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I also get like preemptively like. Do you know, do you guys, I don't know if you guys have, uh, have had that experience, but like, you know, like, did you guys have that moment ever where like just in any innocuous conversation about anything that's going on where like your parents kind of like accidentally like reveal their beliefs Um, that don't necessarily line up with yours? (laughs) I I just like, I remember like, you know, because like it, it, you know, there is something to be said with like each generation like becomes more and more socially progressive, at least in America. Um, and so you can like have like that, that window shift so that, you know, my parents' generation, for example, will like have like all of these like beliefs, but then they'll like say one offhand comment that I'm like, Hey, that's like really fucked up. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's just like one of those things. And then, so with everything that's going on, it's like really hard to like ignore that stuff and, they're difficult conversations to have, you know? Yeah, and I and I feel like, you know, it's going to have to happen at one of these days, but um, not today. Yeah. Anyway, right. Not Father's Day weekend. But 
what I do instead <laughs> of that is that I have dove in into the God of War series. So that's helped. Yo. I replayed I replayed the first three back to back, which in hindsight, God of War two into three has to be one of the best kind of like continued stories. Wait, is three the one that starts off and you're like climbing up with Gaia and all of that? And like, it's that crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's such an amazing cinematic Because it starts off right at the end of, um, right at the end of God of War two, where the Titans kind of start going in. And, um, so I, uh, it was great. And then now I'm going, I'm like halfway through God of War. So it's very, God um, of boy. God of boy. Dude, I and it's really interesting. I want Kratos as a father figure because he's just like, Go hunt the deer, boy. And the boy's like, But what but where did it go? Where deer go? You know, like it's it's so funny. I uh I've it's great. I've always been on Xbox, so I've never really got to play them. But that story was so interesting that I watched the entirety of it on YouTube. Of the of God oh, okay. of War Four. Because it was just so, like was through like, cutscenes. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's like an hour and a half in total or two hours of cutscenes or, or something like that, you know? Um, but it was such an incredibly well done story that I, I was in. I watched right. them all. Have you finished? Have you played it before? I've, I haven't finished. I started playing God of War like last summer that I'm like, you know what? I want to like refresh myself. And the thing is with God of War, the fourth one, it's like a, they say it's like a thousand years. Like it's a long time between the third move, the third game and the fourth game. And, but what's great about it is that if you get the history fresh in your mind when you play the fourth game, it really does kind of um, uplift or uh, enhance the story because all the comments that people make to him mm-hmm. and the boys asking him questions about spirits and gods because they're now in Midgard right. doing the Norse mythology, which is really cool. Um, and he's like, don't trust gods, don't trust spirits. They always want, and you, you know this because of all of Kratos' <laughs> history. So it's fun. I'm getting through that because I also bought Last of Us Part Two, and I have to. I mean, I need to play that because it's gotten. I was wondering if we were going to talk about that. (laughs) Tens, tens, tens across the board. No, I have it. It's back home. I'm on Long Island right now, Mm. so. Oh okay. It's waiting. Yeah, that's um a touch. That's uh, people have very strong opinions about that right now. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to that online. No, I haven't. I've just been hearing nothing but good things, but. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's it's like one of those cases where like if you look at like the critic score, it's like ninety ninety five, and the user score is like thirty. Uh, like what? people, um, but there's like lots of reasons why I yeah. I haven't played it, so I I can't speak to the quality of the game itself. But lots of like classic uh, gamer opinions about you know, um, what women and trans people and <laughs> i don't oh. know people are people are kind of it's i, I it's it, i think it's ridiculous but people are really upset <laughs> at the video game <laughs> which is always i don't know i want to like be on the side of like video games because i think it's like a very unique medium in terms of storytelling potential i think like there is a lot of like really there have been a lot of really incredible um leaps in terms of the art form in the past decade yeah. especially but like you just it's just the 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 consumer base is so ridiculous and every time i like read these comments or like read these news stories about just the abhorrent way that these people behave it like really makes it difficult to be on their side you know <laughs> in terms of the, the video game developers or the the users 
a little bit of both, but like, you know, I think video game developers, especially the big AAA companies have been kind of like engaging in really shady business practices. Um, but the user base, I think, especially is it seems yeah. to attract a certain t- type of person. But then I mean, <laughs> I think when you look at certain companies, it's way worse than others. Like look at EA. Dude, well, I, I mean, like I was it's, clearly yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, EA like and Ubisoft, so, and I, I, but even but even with like Bethesda with Fallout seventy six, like it's it's just infected everywhere. I never played, uh, you know, no, no. So I have a loose understanding. I mean, Fallout's just future Skyrim, basically, right? Give or take. Well, Skyrim is medieval Fallout. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fallout was there first. You know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> Well, no, but it's but just, no, it's just I, like the yeah. pay-to-win shit and, like, you know, it's just standard practice to release an unfinished game at full price now with, like, the understanding that, like, DLC and everything and, like, subscriptions, like, oh. I, I don't I don't like any of it. Oh. I, I hate all of it. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm in the I'm in the sports game world, which is even worse because I play NHL and I play... <laughs> yeah, you pay, you, pay the, you buy the same game Dude, every year. I play year. the same <laughs> game every year. And then on top of that, I, I, I play Ultimate Team. So I have to, like try to not buy stupid random packs of cards virtually that mean mm-hmm. nothing and, and are just charge you real money. So it's like this whole, it's bullshit and it's infuriating. Yeah, like, actually, it's disgusting. Well, me and my brothers, uh, all three of us played like the NHL world champions chips this year. And like the qualifying rounds is it's your ultimate team. So if you haven't put hundreds of dollars into it, you're just playing teams that are 99, like across the board players. And all three of us, within three days, were like, this is the most infuriating thing. I'm out. I'm done. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, are, it's those, pretty, it's pretty are you talking about, like, are they, like, boosted? Like, booster it's, it's, things? The way it works is, so for all the sports games, for, like, Madden and uh, FIFA and NHL, what they did a couple years back was did something called Ultimate Team. And what you do is it's um, it's all online. You're playing against other people, but you build your team up. So every time you win, you get, like, a 1,000 coins or whatever. And those coins can be go. Uh, those coins can be used to buy packs of cards. Those cards represent players, and like as the year goes on, they have upgraded cards and better cards and blah blah blah. But you can also buy the packs of cards for real money. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Pay to win, baby. So yeah, it's really upsetting. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's commercialism to its finest and like and then you don't even that's not even talking about like the mobile games where like they trick these kids with their parents credit cards into racking up these insane bills it's just inc- so predatory yeah. and it, i i it really sours my i have a switch and that's it i because i because i gotta play Pokemon, but... well, then you don't, did you do did you do isle the isle of uh um, anchor or not anchor uh, it uh, is it is armor? it is downloaded it's loaded it's ready to go but i i've resisted because i know that as yeah. soon as i as soon as I start, that's that's a week. Like I'm like I, I gotta make sure I get my work done before I before I have my little treat. It looks dope. He's which like, is another that's another thing because like yeah like they released Sword and Shield, which is a finished game for sure. I was happy with the experience, but then it's like here's you know because there's another DLC mm. coming later, so it's at least sixty dollars to get the quote unquote full experience, and it didn't used to be but, that way. And but, it's like uh, but, I don't know, but the way that they did Sword and Shields was way. It was way more worth the original seventy nine, whatever it was, seventy nine ninety nine, than any other Pokemon game I've had. It had a thousand times more replay value with the online and the wild zone and all of that. So I don't like I didn't need the DLCs. I'm stoked for them. 
just like I, I don't yeah. I don't feel suckered by Nintendo. Like I don't feel I don't feel any I don't think it's like the same thing. level. Yeah. I, I don't think it's as egregious for sure, but I don't know. It's like something to be said about cutting the Pokedex in half and using the same animation sprites and like using yeah. the same models. Like I, I think there's a middle ground in between the two things. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, I've been playing through Pokemon Let's Go and I've been greatly enjoying it. It's super fun. Yeah, Pokemon's yeah, I, always fun. It's a. Also, that <laughs> one's like except for I don't know. I'm on I'm on Ultra Sun right now, and I just I can only play for like 20 minutes, and I just get bored. <laughs> but that's just me. Wow, we are we are very nerdy. We are very nerdy, and I, I love that. But so yeah, last was part two. The jury's still out. I did pay for it, so we'll see. I cried at the end of the first one because uh, the story was so good for me, and I look forward to seeing what they do part two. You know what I mean? So I feel like last. I of mean, us- I would encourage you to, uh, yeah, make your make your own decision. <laughs> it's just because yeah. that's the game that people tout out as like storytelling in video games. You know what I mean? Look what it can do. Look at the Last yeah. of Us, and I agree. It's like an incredible. Um, well, seven years ago, of... it was kind of like the first, you know, they were using real people and stuff like that to act out the were scenes. They, and... Was that Telltale? Was that the yeah. first Telltale one or is it a different company? I was Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. So like, the you know, the Uncharted series, which is a, which are, it's a great series. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I've enjoyed their games. So, well, we'll see. speaking about the Uncharted series, as this is like a film podcast, uh, but just before the, uh, mm-hmm. before, you know, the pandemic and everything went down, apparently that was about to get shot. With Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, with both of them, and Tom Holland playing like a young Nathan Drake in Mark Wahlberg. I, I don't, I don't know the other characters, but I read interviews with both of them saying it was the best script they've seen in a long, long, long time. So I'm excited. It might be awesome. Uh-huh. Cool. Mark I think Wahlberg, he's too though, young. Like, I don't know. I, I would say Mark Wahlberg. If, if like there was somebody who had like they've been trying a little bit to make it for a while with Sorry, him, what, you can... but it just never worked. Like they never got yeah. it out in time. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think Tom Holland's too young, I, but I don't know what they're going for. Maybe it's like a prequel, whatever. Maybe he is like a young Indiana Jones type thing, right? I would guess. They're... Well, in the fourth, in the third or fourth, sorry, in the third or fourth game, didn't isn't there like a whole like prequel kind of like, uh, like the first couple levels were him as a kid, but that might be. I don't know. I don't know if that was the fourth one or not. Might have been the third. I don't know. I, Anywho, again because of uh, Xbox, like I, I never I never played them. They're PlayStation games, so I'll have to relook. Yeah. All right, boys. Shall we? Speaking of, how can I segue into Winter's Bone? Um, Tell us a tale of the winter. Um. So, uh, it, Bilbo Baggins died a yeah. couple days ago. Uh, death. What? Um, Winter's Bone. Oh God. Winter's Bone. <laughs> Which is they? Yeah, that's that's really sad. Um, R.I.P. Ian Holm. He was great. He's in like a couple. He's in like a bunch of my favorite movies. I realized. Like yeah. he's in Brazil, he's an alien, he's in um, Lord of the Rings, what? like just legendary, legendary actor. Uh, rest in peace. But now he's dead, world. just yeah. like the wow, character from Winter's Bone, which is the movie we're talking about today. So look at there that segue one hundred and one, baby. Um, <laughs> yes, awesome. So Winter's Bone. So this, um, we started our uh, cycle of women directors and. I chose Winter's Bone uh, by Deborah Granick, and it was Jennifer Lawrence's breakout role in a dramatic, as in a dramatic part about a, a 17-year-old girl taking care of her family and realizing in rural, very rural, uh, misery, um, and she realized her dad's kind of in in the deep swamp, 
spoiler. And she kind of, it's like her taking care of her family. Um, general thoughts. Who's all seen this before? I have not. I had not seen it before. Caleb, had you I, checked it I out? I saw it like years ago. It came out in 2010. It had, it had come out, but I didn't, I didn't really remember. Um, what do you, what did you guys' thoughts uh, after watching it again? Um, my, or for the first time. So, uh, so yeah, I had gone into it with a very weird perception that was totally off. Uh, watched the trailer. So that got my head back on the idea of what the movie was actually about. And just watching through it, uh, you know, it was very entertaining, very real, but what stuck out to me the most and, and still does like the only thing that I really think about now is just, she was so, um, Jennifer Lawrence was so real and I don't want to say understated, but she didn't, Oh, you know what I mean? She didn't overplay anything. She was just right. Like she was perfect. And like, it, it just worked. I don't know. So I, that's yeah. what my mind keeps going back to is the entire tone of the movie seems very set by her and the way that that character interacts, everything and the kind of calmness, the general calmness and, trying to figure it out sets this weird tone of the movie and, and I loved it. I liked it a lot. So cool. Caleb. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of don't feel that way. I, I was pretty underwhelmed by the experience. Uh, I would say that as far as like Jennifer Lawrence goes, I think like she's had a very, I don't I don't know if I want to say strange career trajectory, but I, I think that and we'll I'm sure we'll talk like about her a lot um, in this episode because she she has had an interesting career and I, and I and I feel that it was one that I mean she's not that much older than us no, she's and, and I feel like I feel like she's already like burnt out. you know what I mean like her her, her like her career should should have been over like almost two decades what she's done and it's been like seven years <laughs> and and i think it's it's really interesting um how she's how the public perception of her has changed and, and shifted based on her projects her actions kind of annoying things that she's done and said but this is like the movie that everybody kind of this and Silver Linings Playbook are like the movies that everybody points to her and being like, no, like she is like incredibly talented. I didn't feel, I think this was a case of maybe what Brandon was feeling in Black Swan, like because of like going in, knowing yeah. the outside stuff, I didn't necessarily feel that she was incredible. Um, but she definitely, when you compare it to like, uh, hunger games or x-men like you can see the difference in her attitude and her uh nuance and and stuff like that i feel that john hawks was the best thing in the Which entire one? movie Just, her wait, uncle teardrop yeah, by a he he's him. also like I, I knew we were gonna get into that because he's in everything that he's in he is incredible so yeah, I, just yeah he's yeah, he's amazing. Like phenomenal in everything plays the good guy the bad guy the middle whatever you want him to play he's gonna kill it like yeah i I agree wholeheartedly. He yeah, stole the movie for sure. Fantastic. I, I genuinely believe he's like, if Daniel Day Lewis didn't become famous, like that's who he would be. Cause if you go through his filmography, like every single thing he does, he crushes like it's insane. Um, but as far as like this movie goes, um, I don't know. I, 
I want to hear what you guys think. I I was sort of underwhelmed. I didn't think it was paced very well, and I felt that while I don't want to say it felt disingenuous in terms of its portrayal of poverty, I I was conscious that I was watching a film the entire time. Oh, interesting. If that makes sense. But I, f- I know that based on what you guys have said, you guys feel differently. So I want to hear you I, guys. Well, Caleb, now that you said that, like, I am on the middle ground. Like, I totally got the pacing issue. I totally get, like... Same here. The reason why... I'm not sure if it was um, mm-hmm. nominated for anything else, but I definitely think, you know, Jennifer Lawrence did a, a fine enough job. I did have moments, kind of like in Good Time, where, you know, where you just kind of felt, ugh, because of the world they built and, like, the production... Uh, set design, the costume design, and whatnot. Like I really got a poverty family in rural Missouri where the family are just assholes. Like you Seriously. can be blood related, but then they like they like protect each other from the law, but then they'll like willing to kill each other for like stupid shit, you know? And um Josh, meth isn't stupid you know, we've shit. Talked... <laughs> what? I said meth isn't stupid shit. Oh God! Hey, I'm from Iowa. That shit's real. Oh shit! All right, well, but you can only buy two two boxes of pseudometafit or whatever. Dude, that's so crazy. Um, and they keep track of that shit. But wow, I um, but I'm thinking in terms of like what we've talked about in other episodes about like good actors and like a good versus a good script and kind of being supported by that. And I think the dynamic between the family and just if you're setting out to create a and it's based off a book. And I for, uh, and it's adapted and I well I think it got nominated for best adapted screenplay maybe is what you maybe we'll we'll look that up I don't know but they I could just be talking out of my ass so anybody listening like I'm not <laughs> I did not research that I'm sorry uh, but, it was nominated for four Oscars that didn't win any of them best actress okay. best supporting actor for John Hawks best picture and best adapted screenplay okay um because the, the feel of it is very like you know. I'm trying to find the right word to it, but I got it even from what Caleb, you said the, you didn't get kind of, you you knew it was like a film portraying this kind of Mm -hmm. life. Right. Um, but I thought they did like a bang up job trying, attempting to succeed at that. If you wish down to the, the dealings with the cops and the, in the bond officer and, um, you know, teaching how she taught the kids how to, uh, um, you know, squirrel hunt and things like that. And I thought it was a very, I thought it was a nice movie. I didn't, I thought it was okay. The first time I watched it, the second time I watched it, I kind of got it more. Um, but again, if it's a, you know, maybe good movies are one of those that you have to take time, take time to digest or, mm-hmm. you know, or if you can get it all from the first watch, then that's good too. Well, but speaking of that, I've, um, I have a question. Were we supposed to have any idea who paid his bail at the end? You know, they do this whole thing where they left the money. I thought, was, I, I thought it was teardrop. I, I understood it as teardrop. And then and the reason I say that is because when the bond guy at the end comes with the money, right? there's a shot of John Hawks looking over and kind of giving his a little bit of maybe a nod to he helped do that. But I don't again, I don't know. I think what happened and, and again, this is a I think the one of the big issues I had was actually you don't understand what's going on unless you read the source material from what I gather uh-huh. based on, I like looked online about yeah. all this shit. I think what happened, the book I think makes it more clear that teardrop did post 
the bail so that they could get um oh what's his fucking name what's what's her dad's name the yeah, dad whatever, i don't remember yeah, whatever. jessup jessup they got him out because he was going to inform to the police in in custody um on his family and so the family got hit posted the bail so they could take him out and take care of him and i i think teardrop posted the bail and you know he's like uh, then the family killed him and you know so he's like i know who killed him it's my fault because i'm the one who posted bail even if i didn't if i wasn't the one who literally killed him i think that it's like thematically he, he so did thematically me just yeah. finding that out now makes it twice as good of a movie but again, the issue being, I we just have to have this conversation yeah. for me to learn this information. <laughs> yeah. So, to be, f- it's it's all fine and good if like the mo- that's the movie. But if we don't get that from watching the movie, that's a right. huge issue. To be fair, yeah, I I I sometimes you know have problems paying attention during long movies, so <laughs> I might have been facing. Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's, I think it's really unclear, though. I think it's, it's unclear. really unclear. Okay. Yeah, because. Here's the thing. The the movie's not long. We've watched longer movies. For sure. Right? It's an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. But if when there's a certain time where it kind of just starts, you know, great shots of like the trees and the, you know, in the house and kind of setting the scene for what's happening. And she's hanging up laundry. I love the folk kind of grass, uh, bluegrass music, you know, with the singer and stuff that gets brought back halfway through. Um, it was really cool. Like this is a, this is a, a community who's very tight knit. Mm. You know, but at the same time, don't fuck with, you know, um, Thump because he'll, you know, fuck your shit up. But he, uh, you you establish this like, okay, this is their situation. She's taking care of these two kids. But then all of a sudden, you know, and then she has to find her dad because the sheriff comes and that kind of sets up the scenario. But then her journey to do that, it's kind of like it's you just get stuck with this family, right? right this whole time. And it is very like, because nobody wants to talk to anybody. All I know is that you don't talk to Thump. You don't talk to, you know, don't come around here asking questions. Go back home, you know, to stay home. But it's like, I'm going to lose the house if I don't find my dad. Well, you know. And I mean, that that was kind of the thing for me. Like, all this stuff is just kind of happening. And the the movie would have lost me, I think, had it not been for Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, because I was I was captivated yeah. by her. I was interested. Um, and what I what I think kind of I think, Caleb, definitely what you were talking about before. I feel like you definitely felt the same way that I felt during Black Swan, just knowing she was nominated and or won. It's supposed to be this incredible performance because I expected that as well, because it was flipped. And it was this uh, in my mind, this mm-hmm. kind of understated performance. You know, she's not freaking out all the time. She's not you know what I mean? Like she's we've seen her play very volatile characters now as well. So we've seen that range. Yeah. So I was just, I was very happily surprised to see it go the other way. And, and so that, that was captivating for me. And I couldn't stop thinking the yeah. entire time. If I was casting the hunger games and I saw this movie, I would 100% cast Jennifer Lawrence. Like that makes yeah. <laughs> perfect sense to me, how she went from this to that. Like if I saw this, I'd be like, okay, I definitely, yeah. You know, you need her to tone it down like 5% and then it's perfect. Hunger Games. (laughs) I definitely think that, um, yeah, you don't need to be like screaming or crying all the time to have like a good performance. I definitely don't think that. Um, but I think it's just, I, I really feel like it's a case of like, okay, this is like important subject matter. So we're going to like throw accolades at this film 
without it really earning it. Like, she's fine. I don't think she's bad. I don't think that the movie is, like, bad necessarily. It just seems very, like... Like, what are you saying? Mm. Like, what is this movie saying? That poverty's bad? Like, of course it is. (laughs) But I didn't feel like it was showing any sort of interesting nuance and, like, examining the topic in, in a sort of, like interesting or or cathartic way like there are moments like i agree josh that they're like in the beginning when you're kind of like seeing how like she takes care of her siblings and then you know her her mom is i guess got some undetermined which you never find out which you never find out which i think would hurt it a little bit like i'm not you know i didn't i don't know i i know that um i know that there are very few actual actors in the film and I think that has a hu- that plays a huge part in in it. Um, most of the people in the movie, besides Jennifer Lawrence, John Hawks, obviously, and a couple other people, maybe, were locals. Really, that they got. Oh wow! And for when I watched it, I felt that the accents were bad. But then when I learned that, I realized, oh, it's not that the accents are bad; it's that these people aren't actors. And so, like, that's why it feels a little false to That's me. interesting. So in though, this... Because it felt like everybody was really good, you know? I don't know. I, it, to me, it felt like people were saying lines. Like, I didn't really believe... I think that the, the movie was informing a lot about relationships and a lot about the dynamic of the town. Um, but, they, but what we were seeing on screen wasn't really supported or wasn't supporting that. And that's, how, that's just how I felt. I was a little underwhelmed. I think a huge, huge problem was the pacing. Because yeah. it doesn't... The movie doesn't, like, get started. Like, the real plot doesn't get started until, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. To me, like, proving your dad is dead so you can keep the house. In another movie, that's, like, end of act one. This is the movie we're going on now. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, it like, it took, like, so long. It's like, oh, like your dad's not here and posted the house for the bond. So now you got to find your dad and like, Oh, you got to talk to these people. Like these people know what happened, but they won't talk to you. And now they're talking to you and he's dead. And you got to prove that he's dead now. And it's just all of these conversations with these people. And it's so repetitive because they're, it's, they're all doing the Mm. same thing. You know what I mean? They're all like, stop asking questions. Like you don't want, you know, like get out of here. And then, and then it just kind of ends. (laughs) very anticlimactically uh, and i don't yeah, know if I that's mean, the point i will say that for me it's you know, like yeah go ahead Brandon. just the scene with All the right. where she did have to saw the the hands off i was like okay that's a, i was just gonna say yeah. yeah that was fucking a man yeah. can you imagine being a 17 year old girl and having to like pick up your daddy's hands out of the, the river dude when she goes stream why'd you drop it we need both of them well the think he just cut it off to run away i was like oh fuck that's dark it's like her own like fear factor like yeah. eat the deer testicles come on just like you have to do it eat both of them oh fuck i don't know i felt like i feel like yeah that's like obviously horrifying but it, it, an hour and a half in like you know yeah. i'm not i'm not primed for it i think that could have been really effective it wasn't as effective to me i think on paper everything in this movie is great i i just feel like maybe the execution wasn't wasn't for me yeah, it was. Uh, but I hear you guys. No, I. It's it's because uh, I don't. It's weird. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Usually, I do because I'm usually like like coming out of a movie being like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. 
You know, it's usually that conversation <laughs> this week. I, I thought, I mean, I was, I liked what Jennifer Lawrence was doing. I really liked, obviously, the the uncle. Um, and then the other guy, who I cannot remember his name, but you know what I'm talking about? The guy who seemingly, like, actually killed her uncle. They go, He's, like, one of the, obviously, one of the drug dealers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's a, he's no. a cousin of some sort. Yeah, um, and I've definitely... When, when he brings her to the meth lab? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely seen him in other stuff. I almost want to say he was in Superbad. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Bresnahan. Yeah, was he in Superbad, Josh? Yeah, he, was, he was in Superbad, yeah. Yeah, Patrick. Yes, yeah. he's the who is he in? He's Superbad? the guy in Superbad that takes Michael Sarah into that room and is doing a bunch of coke and is like, "Sing for me, aren't you Donnie's brother? You have a beautiful voice. Oh. I brought my buddy, oh, I brought wow. my buddy I Mitch all the way down here. Ah, oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. Um, That's great. All right, so there you go. Yeah, so, but I thought he was really good too. Um, uh, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was a little. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. I appreciated a lot of things in it. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, my, my strong points were definitely the, the, the sets and the, the, the area and the, the design of that the costumes, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel, um, I don't know. I don't know. To your point, like, I feel though that because we spend so much time with this one family, I didn't get enough of a sense of the world. Do you know what I mean? If you're trying to paint the community, mm-hmm as this like drug addled you know mis- distrustful of authority like we've got our own like underground rules going on here you know I, I i didn't get enough of a sense of scope to to really understand that i mean yeah, I, I mean that- they didn't focus on the actual town they focused on the the houses the places i'm talking about you know the outside of the house with like the the rusty rocking horse on the springs on the porch, the the sun bleached, you know, plastic kids' toys, mm-hmm. the trampoline. Like these kids, there's always all these inserts of the two youngest kids playing with each other, and they're just having fun. They just they don't know what it's like to have TV, video games, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they make do. They play on hay bales. They play on whatever they can get their hands on. They use garbage, you know, in the in the yard to um, to practice shooting with. You know, inside the little Arthur, the the drug dealer, the guy from Superbad's house, you know, you get, you know, you get the, there's no socket uh, cover for the, for the things. And he has this little ferret, but then he has a blanket over the wind. Like those, those shots is what I'm really kind of getting into where you, when you kind of go in and it's like even the, her friend's house, you know, that the guy's putting on like motocross, like mongoose shit. Like, can I borrow your truck? No. Also, okay. sorry, real no. quick. Didn't I 100% when that guy first came on screen, I thought it was Dane DeHaan. Anybody else? No. <laughs> I was like, what? Dane DeHaan? That's funny. Is Dane DeHaan to this? And then it, it wasn't him at all. Um, but yeah, I, no. I thought that was going to be he a whole He was busy plot uh, making Chronicle at this yeah. time. I thought it was going to be a whole plot line. I was like, oh, he's great. And then it was 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 not him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I hear think what you're saying, Josh. See the interior. Um, Maybe it's like, the interior stuff that I... I'm being... I think I'm being like... You know, probably, um, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Uh, I just, I don't know. I was bored and I don't want to yeah. say that I was bored, but I was, I wasn't engaged. And I, I think you guys, I think Jennifer Lawrence did a good serviceable job. I think she, um, did it well, but I don't know. And this might, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I know that she almost didn't get the role because the casting director thought that she was too pretty, huh. uh, and I agree. I, I don't well, believe yeah. that she was living in poverty. I don't. 
I, I, I do not think that I just didn't buy it. She acted it fine. Her attitude is fine. That's very interesting. I, but I'm I'm looking at you with your hair and your like perfect skin. That's also <laughs> uh, and that seems like such an easy you know, fix, I don't know. doesn't it? Like if you're actually cons- like that seems like yeah a ten minutes in makeup fix, like that's it. You know. Well, did you see some of I the other like, like local? Yeah, I mean, looking at the other local women, like the other her one of her cousins who goes and takes her to Little Arthur. You know, like she looks. She looks the type more than Jennifer Lawrence. Well, does. hold up, too. You know I, I mean? just also like, realized, what about the fact that she's beat to shit for half the movie? <laughs> I thought that was only for like yeah. two minutes. No, I did. Like well, she gets it, like beat up in the middle, yeah, of like it. the middle of the movie. But it's like, what I'm saying is like not that like I'm saying that you can't cast somebody with like her natural looks or whatever. But like I, I you know, I think they could have afforded to do more. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Make her no, look no, like I, she I, lives in poverty. I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I don't know what happened there. I think I just think that was like they could have. That's it's ten minutes of makeup. You know what I mean? It's not. So I agree yeah. with you. It's a weird. You know, give her an give her an uneven haircut or right. like something. You know, make her like have to cut yeah. her own hair. But like I, I don't but know. I, I, I maybe they were trying to make a fucking point. I mean, personally, I didn't I didn't think about that at all. But I also went into it very much accepting that this is Jennifer Lawrence's movie. You know, like, that's why I was watching it. Sure. You know, she got nominated for Academy Award. That's what I'm watching here. So I, I didn't think about that. Do we know but what fair. was what was who she was competing with that year? I don't I don't know. Two thousand. I mean, she didn't, uh, she didn't win. So so I'm gonna I don't know. Win, I'm gonna randomly but... guess Meryl Streep was probably nominated because uh, she is every uh, year. Uh, just throw that out there. You just <laughs> you know just you know, give or take every other year. Yeah. Um. Um. Hold on. Go ahead. We can get to the bottom of this. Nothing. That being said, I don't know if we have if we have more to discuss, but there is some cool movie news that just popped up. So I don't know if you want me to wait on that um, for a minute. I I just want to say, like, in terms of I don't know much. Oh, of... Natalie Portman for Black Swan, obviously. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh shit, that's right, 2010. Wow. All right. Well. Duh. We we literally were just talking about. It. But that also makes sense. We're talking about performances that we both kind of felt now in 2020 felt a little bit understated because they were, you know. So that all makes sense. Very much so makes sense. Yeah. You know, if that's just the that was totally where we were at as a society, and they're both great performances. Just 10 years later, looking back, you kind of you expect this overly dramatic thing, and then being like, oh, these are very. Yeah real understated performances that it's cool i don't know yeah yeah i want to it's funny with like with uh so deborah you know with deborah's movies she had i just saw a trailer again for one that came out a couple years ago um leave no trace leave no trace which is another family kind of drama in the woods you know kind of they living off the land and they you know so i think it's in terms of aesthetic for directors and stuff i think she really does kind of um tend to lean more towards these kind of, you know, not very showy, no, very Yeah, I think that's great. I think, like, the subject matter that she's interested in exploring is important. Mm. Um, and I and I admire her for having, that's, like, her like her thing. It's like, she, I'm going to talk about, like, these types of people and shine a light on these types of things. And I think that's awesome. I personally didn't necessarily buy it that much this time around um yeah. but i hear what you guys are saying for sure uh i do think i do have an uh an issue though like when we were talking about the danish girl and about how they were kind of like i felt that 
that movie whitewashed a lot of the history and the personal nuances of those characters and those real people's lives in order to present it to a more, make it more palatable for a mainstream audience. Yeah. And I don't, I don't appreciate that. Now this was based on a book, so it's not like real life. Um, but I found out when I was like trying, I was like, what the fuck happened in the ending? When I had to like, look it up. Um, apparently in the book, um, they totally removed like two huge, character relationships that really inform the dynamics of re and who she interacts with in this world. The first one being her friend, um, who she like goes and like, can I borrow your husband's truck? Apparently she and, and the friend the, and the woman were intimate. Like they had a, a relationship. Oh, wow. And I feel like that knowing that would have like, yeah, informed that relationship so much more and like really made sense as to why that was a the person that she was going to and b why she was so upset at like you know i think it just adds that extra layer of like complexity and nuance that makes that that would have made those scenes more powerful and impactful well you Um, gotta like a taste of it because when they're sitting on the bed and she's like asking for the truck and she's like yeah he says no well did you ask why it's like no he just says no she's like you know, before you got married, you would never take this shit, you know? So they have, there's like that little spark yeah. and that would have been very but I, interesting but I, to know. What I'm that. saying is like, I feel like that though is the, that's like a basic, like, yeah, you know, the most basic vert. Like, I think it becomes infinitely more complex if you, if you then know factoring in. Totally agree. Oh, it's because they used to, you know, in this community that I am assuming does not take very kindly to homosexual relationships i feel like they're just totally totally removing that like totally that just makes no sense (laughs) it makes sense if you're trying to you know you know get everybody to watch it i guess in 2010 maybe i don't know but the other thing is that thump like the evil guy yeah the mafioso the, the, the the drug the drug dealer guy um apparently he like uh raped re in the book at one point and uh, like before the events of the book even okay. take place, like he sexually assaulted her. The guy, and so we, wait, have, but there's wait, no wait, mention wait, the guy, of the that. guy who's being played by the guy from Superbad. Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. The, we're talking the, about the like leader, the, the old, the old grandpa, guy. the grandpa. Gotcha, gotcha, I gotcha. When like when they beat her up, and then he comes in his like cowboy yeah, yeah, yeah. hat, and he's like, "If you got something to right. say, say it now." Yeah. And they just totally remove that, and let if you know that, yeah. and then it, I feel like that would have made those scenes. <laughs> A little more, you know, give him a little more meat when she's like well, trying to go for the th- repeatedly that... to the family to or talk to him. When she's running like, around the whole uh, uh, mill or whatever the hell thing, trying to chase him. him. I, yeah, it's like I, why, why take this out? You're gutting the story. The I emotional was also, like, core during of the that story. Scene, I was like, why? Who do you? What? How do you even know who this guy is? What's happening? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Well, the way the movie portrays it, I feel like she knows him through the grapevine, right? He, she knows that he's this figure that people are afraid of or whatever you know even the one girl's like he's even my own granddaddy and i still am scared to piss him off and it's like knowing even having him come out and like having a shot of him just them looking at each other and knowing that history i think would have been powerful knowing that even after what he did to her like in the book she's still having to go out to find that information i think would have add some you know gravity to the fact that she's stepping on this guy's property knowing what he's done to her you know Oh, that's interesting, and that's kind of sad, and goes back to, you know, talking about adaptations from, you know, source material, and what, 
Yeah, I don't know whose decision that was. It could have been the producers. I'm not trying to say Deborah or the screenwriters. No, I mean, doesn't that, you know, are at fault. That very much sounds like a studio decision. (laughs) Which is a shame, which I think is like, I'm not saying that a story needs those elements to like be powerful, but I I think that we're missing something. And I think it's obvious when we watch the movie, we're missing something. Yeah, but I don't know. Honestly, maybe this stuff might've just been timing edits because it was, it was anomaly content or anonymous content. I can't remember which one. do you, do you know what the production company was? But anyways, but there, it was seemingly pretty indie at the time. So I, I would imagine they would have been able to do what they ever they wanted to do to a certain degree. You know, it's not Disney on their backs yeah. being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not the. Uh, yeah, it's not the mouse. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I, I haven't read up about it. I, I don't know why they made that decision. Um, and I don't know if it would have made for a better movie, but I, I, but I remember reading and, and reading that information and being like, oh, that like, now I, I shouldn't have to go online to like understand the movie I just watched. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, you said the same thing about Legend. When we talked about Legend, it's like we, we have these brothers, but it's like, why do we go through an entire movie and we don't? They still had a whole history and a whole thing that happened between the end of the movie and when they died. You know, it's that that are infinitely yeah. more interesting than what we saw. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> How do we change that? I wanna. I wanna, because it's frustrating. Because even though you know, Caleb, you're writing stuff. I don't know if you've ever thought about adapting something, but you know, I, time limit, right? If you t- talk about time, it's like the hour. The movie was an hour forty, and what those in those inclusions, those inserts of those relationships, maybe would have added five minutes. Yeah. Because you don't need they. They can be subtle. They can, they don't have to be a long ten of minute course, scene yeah. of like exposition. But they could be inserts. Yeah. You know, I don't. What is it? I mean, Maybe it's because it was 10 it, years ago, but, you know. it's But it's also, you know, like, it's movie making is so complex, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, maybe uh, on the day that they shot those scenes, the actors weren't on their right. A-game and the takes came out bad. Maybe something happened where, like, they had to change their shooting schedule because of weather. Sound like, was, you, you never yes, know. maybe and sound was fucked, lighting was fucked, files got deleted, Who like, it could be anything. Maybe they, maybe they had, maybe they had, they had those scenes in and test audiences said they were too, it was too fucked up. And so they took them out. Like there's, there's never, you never know. And I don't want to put that on the filmmaker at least because based on her filmography, she does very clearly care about telling these Mm. authentic stories and and wanting to do justice to this stuff. And, and I think that's great. And I think she's a really, really great, um, I enjoyed leave no trace. Uh, her first feature is called down to the bone. I think it's great. Um, and uh, I, but it, to me this time, I just didn't do well, it for and, me. And it sounds, I wonder, it, yeah. Sorry, it sounds like you've been like very upfront with the fact that it's very similar to how I was with Black Swan. I think the biggest issue being just expectations being set before. You know, had you just randomly seen? Yeah, I had pretty, I had pretty high expectations. No, no, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, like, had you just randomly seen this movie on TV and you're watching it, you'd be like, oh. Okay, this is this is pretty goddamn good. And like you know, but she obviously with all the Academy Award nominations and it being ten years already, like it is, it's supposed to be like knock you on your ass when you see it. Now that's like how it's been built up. So yeah, I mean, I do think that it has a pretty bad pacing issue, but I probably yeah. I think there is you do have a point that I wouldn't be as like critical. No, 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 but I just caught it on. But that's TNT what I'm saying. It's like I like, but like I, I agree with you. You know, like there is obvious pacing issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's just it, I think there are more. more evident relevant now i think that's fair i think you're right i think (laughs) think that's true i would like to start a petition to demand that filmmakers release those uh documents and those reports of test audiences and what they had and like as little packets for another 15 dollars when you buy the dvd (laughs) so that you can uh (laughs) so that you can get 
You know, because I'm sure there's a lot of like, can you imagine being a filmmaker and we spend four months making this movie that we like, we genuinely did it justice, but then producers and like the, the, the studios, whatever we're working with, we cut it and edit it to a certain format. And then we're sitting there watching it going, this is not the movie, you know, there's missing some points. People are going to get flacked. And then, and then people do get, have that, those issues with it. And then you sit there going, I, my, I'm sitting on my hands. You know, how frustrating would that be if that's Josh, if, those, if that was the case, like things get lost and whatever. You Josh know? is going to change what? the movie, the movie industry completely now. He's going to start selling deleted scenes for 99 cents a pop for downloads. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to turn it into pay to play. If you would like to continue and see Act 3, <laughs> pay an extra Can 99 cents. Can you imagine if they cents. did loot boxes for movies? Oh, they did loot God. boxes for movies. Like, which scene are you going to get? Are you going to get the climax? Are you going to get the exposition? <laughs> oh, no, I only got know. episode 1, 6, and 12? Shit. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I it's interesting though. I I am a huge. I fucking hate the idea of test audiences to me is so fucking frustrating because it's not even mm. like it's just people in the mall that are there. Then it's like, hey, do you want to see like a new a movie? It's like, yeah, great. They don't nobody knows. But then again, I don't know. You watch like I don't know Blade Runner, like that movie. You know, and and movies like Star Wars that get like kind of like saved in editing through studio meddling, and it's like you know, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, the original Star Wars. I mean, what do we think? Not, not the new ones. It's a case by case basis. Who knows? You yeah. Know. What do we think about the uh, the random insert of the black and white squirrel uh, video? Oh, I like that. Done in. Uh, yeah, that worked for me. What do you, What did it mean? I I was confused by it. I don't know if it was just because of like deforestation and the fact that like she had to just. Uh, yes, I don't know. I just That's I I don't thing. remember like, you hear chainsaws. You hear trees yeah, falling. I, I don't remember it's these squirrels and. Like okay. what exactly it meant, but I remember the feeling, and it worked for me. You know. Yeah, I think it's an atmosphere thing. I think it's like informing emotion. I, I okay. I'll be totally honest with you. I forgot that that happened until you brought it up. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I um, I don't know if I have that much more to say about this movie, but I'm down to talk about Jennifer Lawrence's shenanigans. Uh, or if you guys want to move on, no. Well, Brandon, you mentioned Brandon, you mentioned about um, some movie news. That yeah. Just came out. Yes. Well, do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got then maybe Jennifer Lawrence yeah. again. Well, there's definitely one thing that I want to talk about. I just found this out. I just saw this. Uh, officially, Jamie Fox has signed on to play Mike Tyson in a biopic. So I'm very excited about oh, yeah. that. I think he'll do. Uh, I mean, he's Jamie Fox. It's he's the best. Yeah, we, you know, he's the best. I mean, he's he's unreal. Uh, and I think he's, he's like the only, he's like the only member of the cast of Baby Driver that isn't fucking in trouble right now. <laughs> wait, so. wait, wait, what did the kid do? Kid's okay, isn't he? You haven't heard? No, oh, this happened like a couple days ago. Yeah, Ansel oh. Ansel Elgort got a uh, Me Too. Did he actually? Yeah. Shit, he did. Uh, yeah. Same I, with the same with the that that seventies show. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about Danny. We were talking about Danny. Yeah, Masterson, I think uh, that's right. all very, very, very intense. I think he's facing forty-four years. It's three uh, allegedly three yeah. counts of aggravated uh, rape. Um, yeah, I didn't realize though. There's articles that came out the next day, and again, all allegedly. I don't know shit. I'm just reading random articles. Uh, that it's all very Scientology based. Um, so that's a huge part of this, apparently. So we'll see how this all well, goes you down. Have to- Sexually assault well, I had read that Scientology to... was trying to cover that's them what up. That, like, that's I, what I mean. I, I, He's I a Scientologist, apparently. Yeah. And they, years yeah. ago, all these women came to Scientology with 
all these accusations. And then the the women, from what I read, are also accusing Scientologists of like harassing them. I read something about one of them like killing somebody, like one of their dogs, like really just insane. Yeah. Like it's it's really, really, really bad. And then obviously there's also the uh, the Crystalia allegations, which are also, you know, very, very intense. Crystalia stuff is tough. Um yeah. Uh yeah, I don't I have I, I Danny Masterson probably did all that shit. I, I feel comfortable <laughs> being yeah, like he probably I mean, did that shit. I know like yeah. allegedly I know we're supposed to wait, but like it doesn't yeah, sound good. It doesn't sound good, you know. Um, no, does not sound good um, at all. Ansel Elgort, I don't know. Like some some girl, I guess, posted on Instagram or Twitter this like long thing about how uh, he like like or she contacted him when she was like sixteen or seventeen, and he took advantage of her. Um, he was already like a, a known person at that point, but then she deleted it and it was anonymous. Like I, I have no, I, I have no uh, idea. Yeah, that he I mean, kind of getting. I hadn't really that. heard anything uh, uh, too bad. This happened uh, yesterday. So I mean, I guess. Oh, okay. Guess we'll see, but hopefully, you know, hopefully it turns out that he's a good person, and that's not. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I who, the, who the hell well, knows I what to say. I think it depends on yeah. It, like, like how long ago was it? Why did she delete it? Why didn't you know? Like I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to time, get I'm into that. Trying, yeah, I don't, like, I'm not trying to get into that. I, I just, all I know is what happened is that this message was yep. posted, and and then all we some can people, do is just relay the messages yeah. that Look, we read. That we the see. point is, whatever I hope, whatever needs to happen happens. Whoever needs to be held responsible, who for whatever needs to be held responsible for happens, and 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 that's it. Whatever you know what I mean. The yeah. right things need to happen, and and that's all. That's yeah. That's all I want to say yeah. about it. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's stressful. It. It's 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 obviously super upsetting to see, you know, every day something somebody else said. It's like what the what is going on? Like just don't. No, we have to be careful. We have to be earnest. We have to be respectful. We have to like come at it at a very. I don't know. I think I think we'll be okay just because we are living in an age where we're just coming up, you know, and we are hyper aware. But then again, you know, like Justin Bieber was this like very. Uh, nice kid on youtube all of a sudden he he's now you know a jerk but i don't know about that money does to you i always heard he's a very nice guy oh uh, he was a fucking <laughs> douchebag for a, a good for a, a good bit. Bit of time i guess I he's, 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 he's known jesus he's done, yeah, but he's, he's also jesus. but he's also a member of that like weird like super church that like a lot of celebrities are like it's the same one that like chris right. pratt belongs to that are like very anti-lgbtq and like it i don't know i get i get sketchy vibes from from that shit but who knows? Though I think the point is you never know. Yeah. Like you can't right. know somebody. You know what I mean? I think like some of the worst fucking like most I, I think of some of the most like notorious assholes who like nobody said anything about because maybe they aren't a monster and then you have people like Bill Cosby whose like career was like built a family on guy. He's being like the dad, a father you know? figure to like a generation of people is the one of the worst serial abusers of ever. You know, so it's just, you never get somebody's full story and you only get the sides that they share. That with is like unbelievably the craziest story ever. You couldn't write that. If you wrote a story that was building up. Build- you could, but why would no, no, you? But like, you know what I mean? If you wrote that as a movie, nobody would believe it. You'd be like, this is too far fetched. You can't. You know what I mean? Like America, yeah, it's almost bad. like it's stranger than fiction. Like if you wrote a movie about a demented game show host taking over the United States of America, like nobody would believe it. But here we are. Or if you wrote Dude, can we the not? movie Seven with Kevin Spacey, and then that's just seemingly. If you wrote the movie, if you wrote the movie Seven and Seven and 
What's in the no, box? I mean, it's hard to it's it's really hard to watch Kevin Spacey in certain and I mean in almost anything now because he plays the worst guy in everything. Then you're like, now this is weird. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I don't think I've tried. I don't think I've like tried to watch, which is a bummer because I like a lot of the stuff that he's been in. I think he's a good actor. Well, again, like no, that's not true. We had to watch. Uh, we had to watch Josh. We had to watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross for uh, for class after that had happened. After Do you remember that? Yeah. After what? Wait, yeah. you guys have to watch Glenn. Oh, for uh, for theater history in school. Theater history class. Yeah. Um, and he's in the he's in the movie version, and so it was. I think that was. I think that was the first time that I. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> I can see you're it. a fucking disgusting human being," and it and it works. Yeah, I want to, you know? Caleb. You mentioned something. I want to get back into J Law, some uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence stuff, um, because you said that she's kind of had a career that should have been spanned over two decades within like ten years of its, you know, seven years of really how popular she's been, you know. And it's so funny because when I was first kind of starting, you know, really trying taking this seriously you know i mm-hmm. i always think it's funny because you know jennifer lawrence seems on camera on interviews and stuff that she is a down-to-earth kind of girl she's my age maybe a year uh so my age and i was like you know one day maybe i'll be a love interest to jennifer lawrence who knows you know like we could play the guy and girl next door you know give him some shenanigans but she kind of went from this, like, you know, if if Winter's Bone is her kind of, like, big break in terms of feature film, Oscar nomination, you know, and then she does Hunger Games next, you said? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, she went from, it's so, she went from a, a nobody to being an Oscar nominee to being in two of the biggest movie franchises of the decade. Yeah. Right, X Men, you have Hunger Games. Then she hard pivots to doing like art shit with uh, David O. Russell, wins an Oscar, and then completely just. And now she's in this category of these like A list celebrities who just put out all of this like so many big quote unquote important movies a year. And she's not even thirty. But she's, uh, I think she. You know, it's it's a whirlwind, and and at the same time, her public persona is like I'm down to earth, relatable, goofy, haha. Like it just it all. It I feel like she wasn't given the time to grow and breathe and cultivate her craft, and all of a sudden now, like it's it's the end of the decade, and people are like, ah, Jennifer Lawrence tired of her. It's like you know, it's like she had her moment, and it's like whoa, she's just getting like you know, I don't know, like it I just mean, seems that's... like. She's not the it girl anymore. And it just seems like that it shouldn't have happened so fast. (laughs) I feel like it should have like, well, I think it kind of should have taken her time a little bit more. Exactly. And I think we could, we might be seeing kind of what, remember our, in our first year of grad school, when Alec Baldwin came to speak or our second year. Um, Mm -hmm. And he kind of had this thing where he said that looking back at his career, now that he's like in his late fifties, early sixties, whatever, and he's finally getting the chance to have a family and just like take it, you know, he's taking those breathers that when he was first dealing with his career, he like he was always saying yes or he was always um, wanting because he doesn't know when that it's going to stop. Right. Yeah. So maybe Jennifer Lawrence, what we're seeing is that she gets these breaks and she's just going and saying yes. And um, it she 
she doesn't give herself time to breathe, but he said one of his biggest regrets, Alec Baldwin, said that was not taking a vacation or not taking realizing that, you know what, I can take a month to just de-stress and just breathe and like figure out what's next. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people Mm -hmm. who come into money, they'll like upgrade their apartments. They'll start buying fancy shit and like big houses and things like that. And then all of a sudden they stop and then they can't, you know. But the afford anything because the project. I mean, the, the other side of that is in that same conversation. He also told us that uh, he was like had just finished filming Boss Baby, and somebody asked why, and he was like, "Because I wanted to get up and go to work every day. Sometimes I just want to go to work." And I also thought that was like that's the yeah. other side of that coin, which I thought was really interesting to hear from Alec Baldwin. Like you said, you know, it was whatever it was four years ago now, five years ago, whatever. Um, you know, uh, obviously he can really be doing whatever he wants and to be out recording for Boss Baby because he has kids and because he wanted to just be out working every day was also was I mean, I thought that was so inspirational. Right. You know, because you're right. It's it's a it's a yeah, it's a I balance you got to find, you know. Right. I just feel like I feel I do feel kind of bad for her because like I, I we see that happen. I think if you follow these patterns, like they get you get your moment in the sun and then it's like, here's make six movies in the next two years, and then you're done. Dude, I mean, talking you know? about burnout, look at uh, <laughs> Ruby Rose. I mean, she quit Batwoman because of the hours. Like, that's uh, that's a perfect example. Which is fucking nuts. Well, I mean, that's what it's that's reported. Insane. Who actually knows? I don't know. But, uh, I mean... Well, I just, I think of, like, Chris Pratt. Like, you couldn't go a, a, two weeks without seeing him in a new thing, and now it's, like, starting to slow down a little bit, which I think is good. You know, and I understand right. with him, like, he was homeless, you know? Like, you, you want to, like, yeah. never, you never want that to slow down once you get it, but I think, like, Right. He got to Parks and Rec, and he was like, let's through. run with it. I know. Yeah. And it just makes you kind of think about, you know, when we ever get that kind of big break to kind of, it's like this whole quarantine thing. Like, we were kind of going, life was at a very fast pace and then we kind of were forced to just take a seat you know yeah uh god or mother nature was like take a fucking seat yep slow down breathe enjoy your life enjoy who you're with you know it's like i don't know i feel that it's a little, yeah. yeah it's been uh it's been a lot and now we're and now we have a podcast yep. so i mean you can't I can't fault That's Corona right, for bitches. taking away my job. Speaking of, you know? now we're gonna be internet famous. We gonna uh, we're gonna do a little rating for uh, uh, Winter's Tale. I don't know about that, but we should probably rate Winter's Bone. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. I mean, I Josh, guess do you wanna... it wouldn't feel right, you know, rating a Winter's Tale after. It all wouldn't this feel time. right to rate a completely different thing <laughs> after we right. didn't talk about it at all. Um, uh, that's so funny. Go first, I'll go first. Um, okay. I'll give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a hard three. For me. I'm gonna give it uh 3.5 cutoff hands in the lake. Uh I don't know. I thought I I I, I thought Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence was great. I thought her uncle was great. The guy from Super Bad I really enjoyed too. So I I mean, yeah, it was a little tonally off for me, but I liked it. I um yeah, I'm gonna give it a three as well, I think. So look at that. We're all misogynists. Um who's uh who, Who's up? Me or Caleb? It's you. It's me? I think Perfect. it's Brandon. Yeah. Then I will be continuing on with our female director weeks, and I want to watch Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie that just came out. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, good sir. I saw it Wait, in theaters. Whoa, whoa. I really enjoyed it. I want to watch it again, and I want to talk about it. All right. oh, Caleb, have you seen it? 
Uh, no, I have not seen it. Oh, great. It. So uh, it, it fits the criteria. You <laughs> can I watch it. But it's it's like 20 bucks. Ah, oh, goddammit. All right. Is it really? If you can't... Maybe not to rent. If Hold you on. can't find it, I will find it for you. Okay? Uh, no, I know how to find movies online, Brandon, all right? <laughs> yeah, he's been doing this since I, he's 12. I've been doing this shit for a no, long um, time. No, but seriously, I saw it in theaters. I really enjoyed it. I really liked the directing. I liked the writing. I liked a lot of the things that they did. I thought it was really unique, and I want to know your guys' perspective on it. It's like, this is not me uh, doing a, a Dark Tower thing here. I really enjoyed the movie, and I want to know what you guys think. <laughs> yeah. I think I who directed it? It's uh, Brandon. I want to say Patty Jenkins. No, who is it? Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I knew before, because I was ready for this like three I weeks ago. I don't think ago. it's anyone. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone super famous. Um, hold on. Because I, I mean, I agree. Like, I thought it. I thought it was fun. It'd be fun to to dive in critically about it. Uh, and Kath, kind of Kathy Yan was the director. Kathy Yan. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to, you know, we, uh, female director for something dramatic, a uh, female director for something superhero-y. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, it, it just came out, so it was relevant. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, so, Josh, you've seen it? Yeah. You, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about, you know? Um, I want to, I also really want to hear uh, Caleb's perspective on uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. Oh really? Is he? Is he? I know. I I loved it. I I I personally like it. So, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting. He went all out. He went uh, all out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't wait. I honestly, I'm very, very, very excited to hear what you think about this movie. I, I, all right. I'll uh, looking forward to it. (laughs) Caleb, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that I'm gonna love it, but we'll see. I'll I'll go in with an open mind. You're probably not, but take a take a breath, and you know it's entertaining for sure. So, all right, is that everything? Just trying to think here. I think that's it. I think that's well, it. Well, guys, we, uh, we know what we're doing next time. So, thanks for uh, sitting down chatting about Winter's Bone, not Tail. That's Shakespeare. Read that on your own time. Um, so yeah, I'd just like to say thanks for listening. If you haven't, do I do this? Should I do this? Do a plug? Yes. Instagram, yeah, YouTube. yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is my first time, guys. So um, if you haven't already, like and subscribe and comment. Um, who knows? Maybe your questions will be added to the to the podcast. Follow me. Follow us at, at 3M Affairs Podcast on Instagram. And yeah. Did I do okay? Yeah, that, that was okay? good. And find us on YouTube at, at 3M Affairs Podcast on YouTube. And uh, should we plug the uh, MySpace as well? Uh, yep. Yeah, we right now Zanga. we're only friends with Tom on MySpace. Uh, hopefully he's listening, and uh, you know uh, we, we we love him, so we hope it he stays <laughs> as a fan. There you go, Tom. If you're out there, please write <laughs> me back. <laughs> I miss you so much. Uh, Tom was my first friend. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah all right all right this is this has been going on long enough <laughs> yes it's been going on long enough have all a great right, weekend guys, guys. thanks for listening <laughs>